Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Around here, we'll be talking about all things expansion, going from good to great and from great to greatness. I'm your host, Barbie Collab. Get ready for your next level. Let's do this. Money. Welcome back to Next Level Greatness. Today's topic is, can you guess it? Money. How to attract financial abundance. Because yes, you can manifest money and you can manifest financial abundance. To begin, we have to examine our old money stories. Most of us, I would say the majority of the population, is walking around with the brains of little children and we're making adult decisions. What am I talking about? 95% of our behaviors today, of our thoughts, our beliefs, our fears, are based on programming that happened by the age of seven. So I really do mean it that we are walking around with children's minds. And so if you find yourself stuck in a money pattern or you can't seem to break through a limiting belief around money or you can't seem to break through a certain ceiling, the subconscious is really where we have to begin looking for answers. The role of the subconscious mind is to record events and to play them back to us so that we know how to react to situations. There are three main ways that the subconscious mind records the world around us, what's happening in the world around us. It's through words, through modeling, and through specific events. So to begin to examine our money stories, we have to ask such questions as, what were some of the words that I heard regarding the topic of money when I was growing up? What is some of the modeling that occurred around me? So how were adults behaving? How were maybe other families, other children behaving around the topic of money? What was being modeled? And finally, were there any significant events that occurred that marked you? Now, As an adult, you might look at this event or these particular events as insignificant, but they were significant to you. And that's what really, really needs to be looked at. I'll use myself as a willing participant. So some of the words that I heard growing up were, I don't have money. Whenever I asked for anything, not for anything, but for a lot of things, it's, I don't have money. It was like an automatic answer or money doesn't grow on trees, but it does. Some of the events, or actually one event in particular that marked me was my mom paying with food stamps. So of course this happened often because we were on public assistance for a long time, but there was one particular day when we went to the supermarket together. It was a beautiful day. I grew up in New York City in Queens, And we visited the supermarket, associated, I remember the location on 43rd Street off of Skillman Avenue, and I was so happy to be with my mom. And we were going through the supermarket, doing our shopping, 
until it was time to pay. And she took out her food stamps, which by the way, are also made of paper. But it was a different kind of paper. It was very colorful. Or yeah, the, the food stamps were very colorful. And I saw my mom and I said, I'll be outside or I'll go outside. And I ran out of that store with shame. And I hid behind the 25 cent candy machines. This event was so significant for me because I felt that I was covered in shame. As an adult, of course, I can objectively look at that situation and say, you know what? Look at that situation, but also look at the fact that we were on public assistance as a time that our family needed assistance. There isn't anything shameful about it. But for me as a child, I recorded that as we are shameful. This is embarrassing. And I also remember the kids making fun of me because my last name, my maiden name is Abad, and it corresponded with me getting free lunch and being the first in line because it was ABA. So I was the first one in line to get free lunch. And so the kids would make fun of me and tell me that I was the poorest one. That was a traumatizing event, but it was also modeling that poverty and being on public assistance was shameful. Although looking back, I think many of the kids in my school were probably also on public assistance. So take a look at the words, the modeling and specific events around money and ask yourself, how have these stories shaped you? How do they show up in your life today? And guess what? You don't have to look far. You only have to look right in front of you. How are you behaving with money today? For me, I've done a lot of personal development work. I've done a lot of work around money and limiting beliefs. But for a long time, I thought that I had to work really hard to overcome my past. But I didn't think that financial abundance was possible. I thought that I would go to school, get a job. It would be okay for me to have debt, that I would collect my paychecks, do something that I loved, because that was part of my programming for some reason, thank goodness. But I never believed that financial abundance would be possible for me. And through specific events, again, we're going to get into the next topic or the next part, which is how do you actually change your limiting beliefs? You can change your limiting beliefs. But first, you have to become aware of how you have been shaped. So do not skip this part. And before we move on, I do want to say this is not about blaming your parents or blaming society. It's easy to do that. This is really just about gaining awareness so that you can change your subconscious mind so that you can rewrite old stories that are holding you back. This is not about blaming your parents or your grandparents or whoever you want to blame. Can we really change? Is change possible? And the answer is absolutely yes, because I have done it and I have seen many people around me do it. And the great news is that it doesn't have to take 
10 years. It can happen in a period. Actually, it can happen in an instant. It can happen in a moment. It can happen in over 30 days. It can happen over 60 days. It can happen gradually over a period of years. But don't set a timeline because really something can shift in an instant. And that is something that has happened to me and we'll leave that for another episode. And I feel like I'm always evolving. I'm always changing my relationship to everything. It's We're here to grow. There are many different ways that we can reprogram our subconscious mind. Some of the ways are hypnosis, whether it's going to a certified uh, hypnotherapist or self-hypnosis through specific events that take place, through meditation, I love high-frequency meditation, and through visualization. We're going to talk about visualization, how I use it and a technique that works for me and that can be applied and a technique that can be applied for or to manifesting pretty much anything in your life because the process of manifesting is the same whether you're talking about manifesting a certain amount of income or manifesting a spouse or manifesting uh, dream home or situation the first step once we've looked at our money stories is to make the decision that change is possible willingness really is necessary being open to the possibility that change is possible I love to repeat if it's possible for them it is possible for me and if you don't believe it then your homework assignment is to begin looking for examples of people who have been in your shoes. We have 7 billion people on this earth. Surely you will find people who are similar to you and who have overcome great challenges. When you give your mind a subconscious permission slip to start looking for possibilities, your reticular activating system, it's a part of your brain, gets activated and it starts looking for ways to make whatever it is that you want to manifest possible. It's the same way that when someone tells you about a white Subaru, for example, you will begin to see that white Subaru everywhere you go. You fill in the blank with whatever that thing is that someone mentions and then you start hearing about it all the time. The next step is getting clear on what it is that you want to create. It's about setting your intention, defining the goal. I mean, there's so many different ways to say it, but what do you actually want to create? Is it a six-figure income? Is it a seven-figure business? Do you want to be able to pay all your bills and then have lots of income left over, get clear on what it is that you want to create. And I'll tell you, when I first began my online business almost 15 years ago, I didn't imagine that I could one day make seven figures. And so I had to kind of stretch myself a little bit. And for me, the possibility of making one day six figures was huge. But I was clear that I wanted to make 
$300,000 because that was what I saw someone else doing. In our society, we focus so much on the thing that we want to have and we hardly ever talk about how we want to feel as a result of accomplishing a goal or having a certain thing. So for example, if we want to manifest a beautiful home, do we want the beautiful home? Yes, of course we want the beautiful home, but what we really want is to feel joy inside the home. We want to feel peace inside the home. We want to feel safe inside the home. The realm of feeling is really where the magic of manifestation is going to take place or how it's going to take place. We have to practice feeling the way we think we're going to feel when we have the thing. So if you imagine that by having financial abundance or being debt free, you would feel relief, you would feel peace, you would feel joy. The way to bring about the manifestation of being debt free and being able to purchase whatever home you you want is to live in the feeling of peace. It's to live in the feeling of joy. So how do you do that if you've always been in debt, if you've always had a bad relationship to money? So I did mention there's hypnosis, there's meditation, high frequency music, but this is one way. And so the way to do that, if you're struggling with visualizing and feeling in anticipating what you would feel like in the future is to think about something that brings you joy now. It could be looking at your pet's eyes. It could be playing with your baby or your children. It's whatever thing brings you joy. It could be running. It could be a spin class. Just look for a memory that you have in your data bank that brings you what you feel is joy, what you feel is peace. And use that feeling and hold on to it to think about your financial abundance goal, whether it's making six figures, seven figures, having your dream job, whatever that is for you. And sit down, daydream, visualize, see it, get into the feeling because this is how the magic happens. Our body begins to act and our mind begins to act like an antenna, calling in events that resonate with that frequency of joy, of abundance, of pleasure, of fulfillment, of excitement. Manifestation really comes down to two things. We practice being, we act as if the thing has already happened, but then of course we have to take inspired action, not desperate action, not needy action, but inspired action. And there you have it. It is a simple formula to manifesting, of course, It takes practice, but it is 
absolutely possible because if it's possible for me, it is possible for you. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Did you love that episode or what? Don't forget to leave me a review and come hang out with me in my Facebook group, Your Empowered Life Community. 